evening, and welcome to tonight's episode of the Midnight Run, presented by KWZD. We've got a fantastic show for you today. We're going to check in on the book nook with uh, something that's hitting the road, and maybe your car, the Brick Book. We'll see what's going on with that with the author of the Brick Book. And then uh, Captain Flaps brings us Tales from the Road, and Hitchin' and Bitchin'. And Call Carl. Carl Hayes is here to answer uh, any of your questions. Just any of your questions, you know, is, uh, uh, you know, let's open forum today for Carl. Go ahead and give him what you want. What's on your mind is, uh, you know, springtime and brings a whole new side of people out. Uh, it's, it's, it's around summer. Maybe you got a whole lot of things. We're, we're cleaning out the attic on this one. Just go ahead and just dump your treasure chest onto Carl today. He's Pretty open to anything today. Lines are open now to call Carl. Here's the number. And uh, it's going to be a great show today. Remember, KWBD is member-supported content. Become a member today and receive a free tote with any paid subscription. Up next is the book note. Good evening, reader, and I'm Joseph Thielen, and welcome to another episode and foray and book, and dare I say, another chapter in the book Nook. Today, I have Michael Hookins with me, an entrepreneur with a chain of car mechanic businesses, who has found himself in an absolute torrent of controversy, an absolute cornucopia of drama surrounding his newest book, The Brick Book. And uh, we'll get into what the book is more uh, with Michael. I'd like to introduce Michael uh, right now. Michael, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure already. Now, The Brick Book, in its most... Uh, rawest of form can be described as the rules of being a good driver and decent human being. That's right. A relatively tame concept we can all get around is perhaps the most... We are very vulnerable in cars. We spend a lot of time driving from place to place. It is a guiding set of principles that the population may follow. Uh, seems like a good idea. Yeah, I thought so, and that's why I wrote the book. I mean... We all need some rules to live by, and I think there just needs to be you know, a few more decent people out there. Can you tell our listeners some of the, the rules you go into in, in, in the book, the rules of being a good driver and decent human being? Yeah, very simply, you know, like using your blinker, you know? Yes. If, if you are approaching a red light and someone's trying to exit a driveway, just stop a little beforehand. Let that person out. You know, you got the room, you got the time, and I know you saw them. So, just be courteous. So, really, you're taking the unwritten laws of good driving and polite road sharing and making them written. That's right. Yeah. There's, a lot of these are unwritten rules that we just kind of, you know, 
pass around, word of mouth, you know. And a lot of people, maybe they just don't know about them and they just need, you know, need to read up on it. Really codifying. Now, you have been absolutely lauded for what you're doing to the driving community is, is the tips, tricks, and new rules you have is people are universally accepting them. Uh, but there is a bit of controversy on uh, how the book is being passed around. Is You chose not to focus on a... And in fact, this book is impossible to access online. It does not exist mm-hmm. as an ebook at all. You must nope. buy the physical copy only. And it's a book that heavily, no pun intended, encourages sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's something that once you finish reading and you've taken in all of the knowledge, you want to pass this knowledge on to someone else, you know, by just handing that book through someone's window. And, you know, each book, I just want to say, is um, the, the covers are carved by stone, hand-carved by our stonemasons, you know. I've, I know quite a few guys that were interested in this idea, and they really took it upon themselves. Now, just the book weighs roughly... 12 pounds. That's right. Each book, uh, surprisingly, very easy to read, though. And yeah, very short. Incredibly very short. manageable. Uh, uh, 25 pages, I believe. But uh, And it's aerodynamically designed in order to be th- hurled from the window to a driver and, and through, the, through the window of, of another vehicle. Preferably, yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason why we wanted it around 12 pounds is because sometimes we have uh, passengers in our car or small children. And, you know, if, if you're driving, we, we want you to stay focused on the road, you know, both hands on the wheel. We want to keep you safe because that is what a decent human being does. I believe that's in some of the first pages of the book is, is the encouragement of safety. The jury is, is out, shall we say, on, on how this book is going viral. Many believe this is the most effective way because you're delivering the book to people who need it most is those who are being rude on the road. Absolutely. If you get cut off, you know, um, just very patiently, cautiously follow that driver. You know, if they pull over at a gas station or something while they're inside, then give them the book. Put the book in their car one way or another. I, I know some people that are very kind and generous and they, you know, throw it through the back window, you know, because a windshield is very important. Um, I want to say that as a, you know... A, That's rule number 17, if I'm not mistaken, is the importance of a good windshield. Yes, absolutely. And I, I'm a car mechanic and I, you know, own a few shops and everything. And I really got to say... Your windshield is one of the most important parts of your car. So whether it's the back window or like a passenger window, those are what you really want to, you know, put the book through. Well, it's a fantastic book. It is, it is, the numbers are a bit deceiving is, is you've sold over 500,000 copies, mm-hmm. but ideally that gets, each copy gets passed on to five people or so. You would think. I'm not here to make money off of the book. And that's very clear in, in the method of delivery the you have. Yeah. And I think it's easy to see just driving here. 
is I saw the book passed along once on, on the road at a stoplight, and it was very refreshing. Is uh, I still have my copy sitting on my passenger seat, and I'm ready to pass along to any driver in need. And I really hope that someday, you know, this book just stops circulation, and we just share this knowledge by word of mouth to our children, and while they're getting their licenses, and you know, we pass it on to the next generation. Yeah, just an heirloom book. Yeah, the Brick Book. Otherwise known as the rules of being a good driver and decent human being is available at uh, any local bookshop. Uh, you may order it online. Uh, shipping and handling can be a bit lofty due to the size and weight, but uh, it's definitely worth a pickup. Or, you know what, maybe just cut somebody off and hope that they've read it before. Well, I want to thank Michael Hookins for coming in. Thank you, and uh, you know, if anybody out there gets the brick book, also stop by uh, Hookins and Son Repair Shop, and we'll help you out, fifty percent off. Well, fantastic, Hookins and Son, fifty percent off with uh, your own copy of the brick book. Well, I'm Joseph Thielen, and this has been another episode of Book Nook, and this is KWZD. Uh, welcome there, folks. Uh... It's Captain Flops here for another episode of uh, Hitching Bitchin'. Uh, sorry for going with folks, uh, fellas. I know uh, y'all aren't too keen on, uh, uh, you know, the whole B word there, but yeah, I got a show to run, and uh, yeah, the, the the listeners like it. Uh, anyway, listeners, great couple of guys here I just picked up uh, along the road here in uh, Pennsylvania. What, what's names again? Sorry, I, well, a little forgetful. All these long hours driving. That's the recording device? Yeah, yeah, just right here on the dashboard. <clears throat> my name, my full name is Abraham Moses Leviticus Alohomora Vernon Mervyn Smith. The fourth. But people mostly just call me Elmer. Oh, that's the name on you. You got yourself a name, for sure. No, no, he's... If you think that's a good name, you gotta much notice this. I am Eli Amos. So, that's something for you right there. Yep, well, yep. Anyways, where, where you guys, you guys, you guys are, uh, from the Amish community, you say. We're fresh yeah. on our rum springer. We're oh. approximately seven days in. It's been absolutely earth-shattering, to say the least. I'm gonna be honest with you, I've never heard that word before. Oh, a rum springer uh, is when the, the community at large wants people who embrace the Amish belief and to do that you must test your faith and you must experience the world as it is for the, the general public at large and it is up to the individual to choose to maintain their Amish existence and so you go on forth on your rumspringa to explore the world and then you come back to the community and choose either to join the rest of the world or stay within the Amish. We don't allow blind faith in the Amish communities. You really need to know what the, the evils that surround us at any time. Wow, that's intense. You're doing a real uh, uh, Sid Arthur. Well, I, I, learned, I, I, I learned knew, about I knew that a, from a my, uh, Sid Arthur, but uh, I mean, he, he turns butter back at that. I, so you took, you know. Sid no, or? I was uh, a month or two ago. I had a fella uh, who. Uh, he was uh, one of them Buddhist types, and he told me there was a Siddhartha who went out and 
lived a crazy life before reaching enlightenment or something. Oh, anyway. Buddhism, that is a heretic belief that... I mean, I don't care you, much for I, this Buddha. I don't, I don't know, you know, if necessarily the listeners would be, uh, you know, okay with you saying that. But, you know, let's do it. Let's get into it. Uh, so, where, where are you two headed? I think next will be Philadelphia. Ooh, nice place, Philadelphia. Homer's uh, taken to quite the shine to the map, but I, I really just, I wander and let God just point me wherever I need to go. Yeah, I, I usually let my shipping company tell me where to go. It's, that's a little trucking humor. I wish to experience New York City and see it in all of its vibrance. Yeah. It's fantastic to see and so much to learn out there. This world is well, let me tell you, very beautiful a lot. and vibrant. Belts are not just worn solely upon the hat. I knew some of what the atrocities, the outside world, by dealing with these bankers. Right, of course. These They're horrible. handlers of, of money. It's a yeah. very, very dirty, They're dirty job. filthy people. Yeah, I agree. So I, I, I agree. Already, We're on the same page there. Already... But Elmer here has uh, come into it with a, a curiosity that frightens me. Butter comes in blocks here. Yeah, we just sell bricks of butter. Massive bricks. Yeah. To huge stores. Yeah. They must have dozens of churners in the back of these marquettes. You know, sometimes they have uh, churners if you go to a real fancy place like a Gelson's. But, May you uh, meet the mason who formed it into a block? I mean, normally there's not a mason involved. Uh, no well, dairy mason. No dairy mason, but they just, you know, they just kind of... Turn it up and uh, press it together, and but you said you so you are shown how it is made. That this is all done in front of you. Yes. I oh no, just... no, not in front of you. No, they just, you know in in a back room or a warehouse somewhere. I can just hear now the way Sarah Beth churns her butter out and on Mother's porch. And nice, smooth grinds and sloshes that merge. Aunt Charlotte's rough and violent gushes and and torrent of, of cream separation that occurs over yonder at the old widow Martha's house. Wow, that sounds like a real art form. When it comes down to it, we live just like any other folk. I put my trousers on one at a time, one foot at a time. I read my Bible for four hours before hitting the fields for back-breaking labor for eight hours a day before I come home and fashion myself a new pair of pants from a block of wood. Yeah, Just as well, any folk yeah, wood out like most out people, here. I guess. I mean, uh, you got a lot to, you got a lot of things to see, I'll tell you. Uh, block <clears throat> of wood. It is quite surprising. We're, we're familiar with, with truckers. They, we see them and hear them sometimes from our parish, but it's it's straight. You're the first one who has picked us up. Yeah, well, you see, I actually do a lot of picking up. I got uh, I got this little radio show here that I do because uh, it gets awful lonely on the road, I'll tell you. You know, you log hours driving, you need a little company to keep you awake from uh, crashing into I, uh, local business. I can relate to needing a little bit of company. Being a, such a tight-knit community, it's just, you always need the love of another. Right, That's exactly. why I keep a squirrel in my pockets. 
dead. Wow! There's a little out. critter in there. Wow! How'd you end up with this little critter in your life? I found him when he was young and raised him upon my own chest and breast and nursed him, not from my own milk, but from mother's milk that I was forced to steal at night. And he has been my companion ever since in this life. You know, as a kid, I used to have a little pigeon, alright, that I found outside of the old strip mall. Alright, I had a broken wing, I took it home, and I and I nursed it back to health, health. I, I put a cast on its wing, you know, I, I, I rebroke the bone and fixed it into place, you know, because it was all crooked and, 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 and twisted up, so, dreadful. I, I, you know, I reset the bone, I put a little cast on it, and I, and I fed it cereal, alright, straight from my hand, this little pigeon, and, and, and I kept it for months. And my best friend in the entire world. And then my brother Robert, alright, one day was like, How come you get a pigeon? And I was like, I found this pigeon, it's my friend. And he's like, No, you if I don't get no birds, you don't get no birds. And he grabbed it and he ran far away and he threw it up into the air. And then it flew and I never saw it again. I always hated my brother Robert for that. He's a banker. I believe I'm gonna fall ill. <laughs> oh, well, I got I got a bag here uh, and some nausea medicine. Much. Would you like some nausea medicine? But no, no. I have a little bit of root here, a little root of the ginger. I'll, I'll snap on. Oh, Thank fine. You. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I got a bag here. Uh, you need to throw up inside of the bag. Uh, make sure. What is what is this made out of? It's not. It's wool, or... You know, it's made a lot of things. Um, well, folks, that's all my time for today. We'll, we'll, we'll catch it later. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, maybe we'll still have the these two fantastic Amish fellas. Maybe we'll have somebody <laughs> new next episode. We'll see. Uh, but keep on trucking, keep on driving, and we'll see you on Hitching and Bitching. Uh, sorry. I'm not sure what's wrong with a female dog. This is of the Hey there, folks. Carl Hayes with you today. Uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little loose today. It's uh, uh, the producers came to me and they asked me what I wanted the show to be, and uh, I got I got a lot going on. I got a lot going on lately uh, with with spring summer it's it's been it, it's a time of new beginnings and and maybe some endings so i really just wanted to keep it open today just what's on your mind is let's flush everything out let's let's get prepped for you know the joys of summer and all and all the, the fun of spring together maybe it's a weird time of year for you but there's a lot of possibilities out there you know if you need to get picked up or if you need to get put down i you know i can i've got both hands that's all i'm saying so uh Lines are open, uh, so just call Carl. Sounds like I got a caller. Uh, hey there, caller. You're on to Carl. Uh, hey. what, what's your name? Hey, Carl. Uh, this is, uh, I just want to go by Jacob. Jake, sure, that yeah. works for me. Jacob, where are you calling from? Uh, you don't want to know. Uh, Okay then, Jacob. If it, is it is it that bad? You in some dire straits, there, friends? Yeah. So, uh, I kind of just like 
I, I bought this house about four years ago, and I never looked in the attic until, you know, we, we got a lot of new stuff, and we're just, like, trying to put away some things that we're not using anymore. So, I was like, good idea, let's put it in the attic. All right? Right? Right, right. Putting things in the attic, that makes sense. This fits into the spring cleaning theme we had a couple weeks ago. This is fantastic. Yeah, so... I went into the attic with a bunch of boxes, start piling things up, and I noticed in the like far back there's like almost like an old chest, right? Okay. So it had a lock on it. All right. It's your property now, as we've discussed in past episodes with found property on found properties that you now own. Yeah. So here's the problem. I I cracked open the lock. All right. You know, um, I opened up the chest and I don't know, Carl. I, it, What'd you find in there, big guy? This is hard to say. Just, just say it. Just say it. You're here with Carl. You're in a safe space. Well, so there's another chest in that chest, all right? Okay. Okay, so. Okay. I, I took Added out, security. Yeah, yeah. I took out that chest, all right? And there's another lock on that chest. And did you open that one? Do it. Yeah, see, here's the problem, Carl. What's what's the problem there, Jacob? There, there's another chest in that one. There's another chest in that one. Yeah. Let's skip ahead a couple beats. How, how many chests are you dealing with right now? All right, Carl, so remember when... Jacob, can I, be, can I ask you something frank right now? Yeah. Are you inside of a chest right now? I'm a little stuck. You seem a little I, stuck. Let me... I don't know how this happened. I just kept opening the chest, opening the chest, and all of a sudden I'm stuck in the chest. And Okay, Jacob, you did the right thing by calling me. Yeah. All right, what's your... First thing I need you to stop doing is opening chests. Are you... Is there another chest in front of you? See, here's the problem, Carl. There's like 20 chests, and I don't know which one I came in from and which one I should go into. And some of them have locks and some of them don't, and I, I just don't know how to get out. Okay, I've dealt with something like this before. All right. Are these chests, can, can you hold them in your hands? Some of them, some of them big, some of them small. I, I don't know if I can like put them back together or... Okay, we're going to confront this problem together, it's Jacob. It's a puzzle, All right. it's a puzzle. I'm scared. Are you, don't, don't be scared. I'm scared. There's plenty of reason to be scared, but you need to not panic. You did the right thing by calling me and getting help. Stop okay. opening the chest. So what I'm going to have you do is take the most unassuming looking chest. Is is I don't need you to do this right now on the phone because of legal issues. Okay. Are you wearing clothes, J Jacob? I got to tell you, Carl, it got kind of hot in here. I, I stripped pretty much naked. Okay, okay, we can work around this. I need you to just gather up as many chests as you can. Uh -huh. Is what you're gonna do is you're gonna find the most unassuming looking chest, okay. and you're gonna jump into it with as many chests as you can carry. And then if you find yourself in another chest, I want you to just keep repeating that. And if you have to tie chests together or like drape them over your body, what we're gonna try to do is create a time space paradox that will hopefully spit you out into the correct reality. Is, is you're in a slip space right now, I think, and we're gonna try to, to out slip space the space and get you slipped out into the space where you, 
you came from. But don't worry, take it at a slow pace if you need to, because things can get really slippery when you're when you're slipping through slip space. Well, it's a good thing I'm only wearing slippers. All right, I'm gonna give it a shot, Carl. All right, if things don't work out, um, I'm gonna need you to call. Or if, if you still got your phone, go ahead and call back, and I'll get you in contact with some folks that might be able to help you out. Because I know a couple lawyers who can get you connected with the right people for this. All right. You might have uh, claims for a lawsuit on this, but uh, just follow me later. We'll get you details uh, off the air. Here goes nothing. Thanks, Carl. There goes a whole lot. This can end very poorly for you. All right, Jacob, next caller. That was fantastic. Uh, you know, just Jacob found himself in a bit of a pickle, but, you know, is, is like anybody, there's always a way out. You just have to confront the issue head on and, and just wrangle it and just wrangle it. Uh, really praying for that guy because is, is there is a chance that he could just end up completely disapparated and ripped literally uh, from the inside out. All right, uh, next caller. Hello there, you're on with Carl. Yes, hello. Yeah, uh, hello, Carl. Caller, uh, who are you? Where are you calling from? This is James Lutz calling from Amityville, New York. James Lutz from Amityville, New York. How, how you doing there, James? Well, not well, actually. You I sound just, a bit morose there, friend. Well, you see, I recently purchased a home with my wife and her two children. And, well, we've been cleaning the home out, but every chance, every room that we clean somehow becomes dirtier, just as before. And just the voices, I'm trying to clean these voices from this home, but I just can't seem to sweep them out. There's voices in a home. Oh, okay, okay, that... Uh, have you tried meditation? That only made things worse. Have you left the house since you moved in? Well, we take our trips every time I leave to go to the doctor to see about these voices. I seem very, very much calmer away from the home. Huh, James, is, is there a specific service you purchased this house from? Uh, a realtor or surrealtor otherwise? Why? Why, yes, it was the Cerebrator. Okay, yeah, I think you might have a haunted house. Were you were you intending to purchase a haunted home? I, I was not. I saw this beautiful Victorian-style home in Amneville, New York, and I just, we had to buy it. It was a, a steal. If it's a steal, then yeah, I mean, that's right. You know what? You know what you're going to want to do here is... You should stay in that house, and you really need to ride this out there, guy. Is do your best to clean it. What you're gonna do is you're gonna flip that house. Is if you got a good deal, there's only one thing to do. You got yourself a great property, a great area in New York. You got your lovely family to think about, the beautiful yes. wife, and and you, do you have kids? My two stepsons. Yes. Fantastic. All right, you got your stepsons with you. Um, what you need to do is, is you got you got your mind's play your mind's doing things you, you know there might be spirits but you just need to tackle that by busying yourself is if, if there's one is is idle hands are the devil's playground so you need to make sure you don't have idle hands why don't you do is get on YouTube buy a couple books find some home improvement projects is uh, go to your local Home Depot make a family trip out of it get as many tools as you can. For doing hard labor around the house is is you're gonna need some specialized equipment. You might need some yes. some heavy machinery 
Um, or, you know, you, you know what? You'd be amazed what you could just do with with chop with, some wood. With yeah, the is, is is hammer. You're going to sit there, but the point is, you this is a golden opportunity for you and your family. Flip that house. Uh, you know, teach the family good hard work can get you out of anything. Is is you know is is you don't want to come crawling back through the legal mire that is real estate. Is really you gotta you gotta confront this problem on your own and just go into it headwind. Load up on some tools. Make make some fun out of it. I really think you can do this. Don't focus on the cleaning so much. Maybe focus on yes. on the improvement. May, uh, you know, explore the house. Discover discover new parts of it. You know, check out is, is is check out what it all has to offer and really take stock. And that way, you can take your project head on. Yes, just bring more people to the home. Yeah, what you want to do is get other families into that home, Let's as, as many as you can. Yeah, it's I mean all, that it all makes sense. Is as the owner of that home, that is your sole responsibility right now. You need to have a single mindedness about slipping that house, getting some new folks in it, and and getting as much as you can out of that home. James, thanks for the call. Home improvement, folks. It's we are a society that has been suckling on the teat and am, sweet ambrosia of entertainment, false fames. And, uh, you know, we just forgot about good old American can-do-ness and stick it to itness is, you know, is, is a summer project is one of the most fantastic ways to spend your season is just, you know, getting your hands dirty, you know, blood, sweat, maybe some tears, but you know, that's the only way to conquer your fears. Next caller. Hey, Carl. Hey there, caller. Where, who are you? Where are you calling from? Um, my name's... Brian and I'm in Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, not feeling too great, Carl. To be honest. Uh oh, maybe some hay fever, or maybe maybe heartbroken. Not exactly. Um, you know, I'm I'm not from around here. Uh, when you say around uh, here, do you mean Boston, Massachusetts? Yeah, Boston. Um, you know, just coming uh, as a visitor. You know, as a tourist, I, I wanted to. You know, see the sites. I, uh, you know, I visited MIT. I checked that out for a while, and that was really nice. And then, um, you know, I went to the harbor where they had the Boston Tea Party, and that was very educational. And then I was, you know, I was just walking around the walking down the street, and I uh, bumped into a guy, and he was, you know, he was just like, "Watch where you're fucking going!" And I was like, you know, that's impolite. I'm sorry. It's rather impolite. That is rather impolite, um, man. I didn't mean to bump into you, and then you know, you know, one thing led to another. He got uh, really angry, and uh, he stabbed me. And so I'm just, I'm just kind of sitting down on the sidewalk and uh, bleeding a bunch. And I was like, yeah, I'm not sure what to do. But I was listening to the radio when Carl Call Carl was on, and I figured I'd just call in and. Say hey. Well, first and foremost, uh, uh, the most important thing here is that thank you for being a listener to the station. We it's because of listeners like you. Yeah, I've and been a member for a long time. You've been a member. Yeah. Is uh, do you have your tote with you? Of course. Fantastic, great Absolutely. tote. It's a great tote. And now, what you want to do is use that tote to maybe soak up a little bit of blood. Uh, where'd you get stabbed by chance? Uh, just uh, right in kind of the abdominal area. Abdominal area. That's yeah. great. That's fantastic. Now. Uh-huh. Now, now, has your vision gone blurry? Yeah, it's getting there. It's getting. I'm seeing a little bit of uh, spots. Okay, yeah, you sound pretty, pretty much fine. You sound pretty lucid so far. Yeah. Just, 
just go ahead and, and put that tote right over your belly. Uh, right, right over your tummy. Your tummy tote. Um, yeah, tummy tote. Okay, your best bet here is, um, do you have health insurance? You know, I, um, I, I think I have health insurance when I, uh, went to, went right, Brian, to the doctor. Brian, I'm going to need, I'm, Brian, Brian, I'm going to need you to. felt in my face when I Brian. was talking, <laughs> talking to. To when Brian, I, I was I was just Bri- yeah, Bri- Brian Brian I'm gonna need you to, to to get up and stumble down the street throw your oh, wallet what? away immediately because <laughs> you don't is is they will just charge you a fortune for what's about to happen anything that can identify you throw it away it can all be replaced yeah, sure. or, or, or or maybe put it under wherever oh, you're at and, and just remember way. now I need you to go and just grab it as many people as you can while. Sc- uh, uh, now, maybe not scream, but but moan softly, and, and Brian, 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 huh? Brian, yeah, Carl? yeah. I, I'm just gonna need you to stumble to whatever I'm, human being you I'm see around. Stumbling, I don't see a lot of. Uh, there's people. not many people. Uh, well, if you gotta go. Well, Brian, it looks like you got a good hand on the situation. Just just get yourself a little bit of medical attention. Remember to be. I remember to, to always listen to to, to KWZD and where it's where you can find your friend Carl. Uh, thanks for your call, Brian. Great guy. Uh, he seems to be settling into Massachusetts just fine. Uh, you know, uh, things are going great for him. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna make it in Boston. He's gonna take the. He's gonna take the the city by storm. Absolutely by storm. Uh, uh, for legal reasons, I do need to mention that if you are in, in, in immediate danger, you need to call uh, emergency services. But after you call emergency services, please feel free to call into the show. Uh, we love it when listeners are uh, are engaging with us, and you know it's it's what keeps a uh, station alive and what makes it makes it so special. Well, let's call Carl for today. I'm Carl Hayes. Uh, thank you for your calls. Uh, it's fantastic. I learned a little bit. Well, but probably not as much as you learned from me. Uh, as always. You're welcome. I'm Carl Hayes. This is KWZD. Here for from you next time. This has been a production of KWZD, the Midnight Run. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, remember to become a member today because we survive off of a member your membership. Or if you wish to sponsor the show or the program, get in contact with us at kwzd slash sponsors at kwzdsponsors.com gmail yahoo aol carrier pigeon services i want to thank all of our hosts all of our listeners and all of our callers today for joining us keep listening this is kwzd